The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments, and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hey, it's Andy Barker here and welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast. Why wanted to sort of talk about on this week's episode. I actually want to bring you a case study. So I post a case study in my new grad physio membership in the in the community group that we have each and every Monday. And I'm going to talk through this case study um, and I guess almost set you a challenge. So I'm going to give you some information about this um, patient who was a patient I saw in my private clinic um, a little while ago now. And with the information that you've got, see if you could answer a couple of questions. So again, these are the exact questions that I posted to the members of my new grad physio membership. So the case study, it's a patient with medial knee pain, um, 27 year old male complaining of uh, medial knee pain to his left knee. He's a rugby player. He noticed some medial knee pain the morning after training, approximately four weeks ago, he denies any trauma, any significant injury in the, the session the night before. He's had no previous trauma to this knee. He's still currently able to train and play, but he's said that he's become probably increasingly irritable over the last couple of weeks um, when he's running and also when in the gym, mainly when he does exercises like split squats, lateral lunges, and any isolated hamstring exercises like a single leg RDL or Nordics. When you assess him, you look at his gait, which appears you know, normal to the eye. You do some tests in standing, so he has a mild awareness of his left middle knee pain when he Um, side bends down to his left his weight is equal in his left and right foot in standing with the weight particularly sort of predominantly through the the sort of midfoot range of movement wise he has pain end of range with left knee flexion so left knee being his affected knee and also into extension one out of ten on a visual analog scale with both passive and active 
movements. And then when you test his, his motor output, which again, this could be a podcast in itself, but it's a different way that we use to test um, strength in a, in a different way. But when you do um, a resisted type of test, he has awareness with his medial knee when you test his medial chain. So in effect, adductor-based testing, and also when you do um, a posterior chain test, which biases his hamstring muscles. So that's the information I presented to the guys in my membership group. Then I asked them two questions. What else might you include in your objective assessment to help you identify the correct patient diagnosis? And then secondly, what do you think could be a possible diagnosis for the medial knee pain this patient is complaining of? So again, what I would do if you listen to this podcast, uh, I'd say if you if you clear if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're you know sat at home, grab yourself a, a little pad of paper, rewind the podcast, listen to the the information that I provided, just jot it down, and then again listen to the two questions, and then before I guess I carry on with the podcast, um, you know just have a go at doing it yourself, and I'm going to explain why why I do this and why it's such a, a really valuable way for you to, to learn. And the, the reason I post real life case studies like this with patients that I've seen in the clinic or athletes that I've you know, been working with, with one of the sports teams that, that I've been in camp with or, or been you know, working one-to-one with, the reason I do this is because I know it can be really difficult for you to make sense of your patient's symptoms, and particularly when you first start, or particularly when you're a when you're a new grad, and it can be hard to always get the right diagnosis, to find the right patient problems, especially when you're seeing some injuries in the clinic that weren't covered in great detail at university. Maybe some injuries that you're seeing for the very first time in real life. And maybe they weren't covered at all at university. You know, I've certainly had that myself during my during my early years. You know, it's it's a different thing. You know, real life practice as a physio. You know, it's not the same as being in you know a seminar or practical practicing on a classmate at university or being on placement where you can I guess hide behind that student tag. You're on placement. You're still learning. You almost have license to get things wrong because, after all, you're still training. You're not qualified yet. But once you do graduate, once you do qualify, you know you get those letters after your name. You're a qualified sports therapist or physiotherapist. That all stops. And the patients you see, regardless of the environment you work, whether that's in the National Health Service, whether that's in private practice, whether that's in professional sport, the people you're working with, the patients or athletes, expect results. They don't care whether you're one month, one year, or 10 years out of university, they just want you to tell them what's going wrong with them, what's going on with their body, and ultimately give them a plan about how you're going to fix them. That, that's it. You know. So going back to, I guess, injuries, if you do see an injury for the first time, the best place for this to happen is not in the clinic. It's not when you're behind that door on your own with a real-life patient. That obviously makes complete sense. Wouldn't you rather have seen cases like this in the past? I've seen examples of similar case studies 
And these can be a really great way to practice, a really easy way to practice. So, you, you know, you take the information, like the information I you know, posed at the start of this podcast episode, and you can you know, take this information, you can review the findings, then you can clinically reason yourself about what you would do. How would you manage that patient in the same situation? All without having the pressure of having that patient stood there right in front of you in the clinic room. And then again, you're practicing, you've got the opportunity, you make a mistake, it doesn't matter, it's not a real patient. But then again, if you do get things wrong, that's fine because you learn what maybe you should have done differently, whether that's your assessments, whether the, that's the tri- type of treatments you should maybe should have used, type of rehab exercises you could have used with that particular patient. And it doesn't matter because it's not a real patient. But then when that real patient does come, who presents relatively similar, you already know, you've you know you've practiced this type of patient before and you've got the knowledge and the skills to be able to deal with that type of patient. If this is a type of content that you think would help, you know, seeing case studies like this each and every week, it's certainly something that I know the members of the New Physio community find really, really helpful and hence why I post a new case study each and every week in the group. You know, if you feel like it's something that could help you out, could help improve your clinical reasoning skills and give you the confidence you need to treat any patient that walks through your clinic door, even as a young and inexperienced therapist, then head to newgraphysio.com forward slash membership. Here you can learn more about my Newgraphysio membership what it is, and learn how to get access to weekly content just like this. So just for clarity, each and every Monday, I post a different case today, and I'll also pose a couple of questions. And then what I do is allow a few days for the guys in the group to post their thoughts, ask any additional questions they might, they might need to find out more information. And then I post a short clinical reasoning video, typically around about 10 minutes, that will go through the the case study in more detail and will reveal the diagnosis, the treatment techniques I use, the rehab exercises. I'll tag videos with that, pictures, images that helps to explain what was going on with that particular patient. Here, you do this, you've got the chance to reason, you know, what you would do in a similar situation. Again, without that pressure of the patient being sat right in front of you in the clinic room. So if you want to get access to content like this to, to help you out, to for you to learn how to apply your knowledge and skills on real patients in the real world, then head to newgraphysio.com forward slash membership. Just finally, I'm going to stop short of giving you the actual diagnosis um, because I will be revealing that to the guys in the membership tomorrow. So on the This podcast is released on a Thursday and I'll be filming the um, short clinical reasoning video, the live video that I post um, on the Friday. But if you're interested as an exercise, as a a practice, like I said, listen to the information, listen to the questions and then reach out to me. You know, send me an email, andy at newgraphysio.com or post your thoughts on any of my social media channels just send me a, a direct message with your thoughts on this particular case study you know what you think might be going on uh, what are the tests and, and what else might you include in the objective assessment to help you find 
the right patient diagnosis and I'll let you know if you are on the right lines or not. And if you're not, I'll give you some, some advice and, and point you in the right direction. So thanks as always for listening to the podcast. podcast. Um, really appreciate your time and attention. Have a crack at the case study. And again, as always, if you do have any questions, just reach out to me and let me know. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, The Five Breakthrough Steps to Confidently Treat the Shoulder Right Every Time, Avoid Mistakes and Stop You Feeling Less Adequate Than Other New Grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.